Welcome to The Confidence Club, where you'll get your weekly dose of all things mindset, personal growth, and self-development. I'm your host, Renelle Briggs, entrepreneur, podcaster, and digital creator, and I'm so excited that you're here. I love helping people discover their true potential to help them show up confidently in their life and reminding them that they are capable of making all of their biggest dreams come true. If this is your first time here, welcome to the club. Make sure to hit that follow button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening so that you can stay up to date with all the episodes. If you get value from today's episode, let me know by leaving a rate review or sharing on your socials and tagging us at the Confidence Club underscore. Ready to feel inspired? And you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Confidence Club podcast. I'm your host, Vanel Briggs, and today I'm joined by Taylor McIntyre, the receivers coach for McMaster University Marauder football team and the receivers coach for Team Ontario U18 women's team. As someone who has competed in athletics for years, I'm inspired by women like her who are paving the way for females in sport. I'm so excited to have Taylor on the show today. So over to you. Tell us more about yourself and your story with football. Hey, everyone. How's it going? My name is Taylor McIntyre. I am the receivers coach at the McMaster University Marauders football team, as well as a receivers coach for Team Ontario, uh, the U18 women's team. Um, I played football, actually, in grades 9 and 10, broke barriers, playing wide receiver, backup quarterback, and actually... um, thankfully gave other girls an opportunity to play high school football as well. So um, it was the high school boys football team Um, by making the program more inclusive and having that supportive environment. It became a high school football team, junior football team. And um, so we've had five girls go through the program so far and uh, just really excited about breaking down those barriers So I played in grades nine and 10, and then in grades 11 and 12, I didn't really want to play with the boys at that point. Um, They were much bigger than I was at only five foot two, about 110, 115 pounds. So especially as a receiver running my routes, going right into the linebackers, I didn't really want to get hit by 200 pound plus boys at that point. So I went into coaching. I actually started coaching in grades 11 and 12 giving back to the junior program that I was a part of. So um, it was an amazing experience. But when I graduated from high school, there weren't actually any opportunities or very few opportunities for girls in football. Um, There weren't flag opportunities at university. Uh, Flag football wasn't really, it didn't hit its peak yet um, to where it is today. So I still had a passion for football, continued to grow. Um, I've watched the NFL and CFL basically my entire life huge football fan. My dad has been a football coach for 34 years now. So um, I definitely get my passion for the game from him. Last summer, I was uh, on social media and I saw a post that um, McMaster was um, putting together a female coaching opportunity program. So it was the um, women's apprenticeship program. And I applied, I was really nervous, but excited for the opportunity. And I was one of two successful applicants nationwide. Wow, that is so amazing. Honestly, um, hearing about that football program at Mac, like for those of you who don't know, I go to McMaster, I'm in my fourth year, um, was one of the reasons I wanted to have you on because I'm an athlete as well. And it's really just inspiring to hear other female athletes talk about their stories um, in different sports, especially in a sport like football, um, where you said there weren't as many opportunities for women, um, especially around your age growing up. So that's so awesome that you're now, you know, part of that change that's making it more accessible for like women of every age. 
Thank you so much. And honestly, like, that's my why that is my goal. I want girls and women to have the opportunity to see that representation and to see um, another female coach on the sidelines and to hear about the women's apprenticeship program, um, so that they can dream of coaching at a high level in Canada, they can dream of coaching, you know, within the OUA within U sports within the CFL or even the NFL, because those opportunities are becoming more available today. And so I just want young girls and women to know that they can dream, they can dream of coaching football in Canada at a high level. I love that. So you clearly have like such a passion for um, your mission. And I love that it's like to teach those young girls and women to know that they can play and or coach football at a high level. Um, I'm curious to know, like, how do you instill that belief in the women you work with and coach, especially if the ones that maybe came from a background of like, this is a male dominated sport, like you're never going to be part of it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, great question. We Personally, I really try to help the players um, develop a passion for the game, really try and see where they fit in. And I've actually heard one of my mentors describe it as in football is a game for everyone. It doesn't matter what size or shape or how, how, how tall you are, how small you might be, how fast you are. You don't have to be fast. Um, football is a game for everyone. It's the ultimate team sport because we need people of all sizes, all abilities, um, and everyone has a role. So just helping those players figure out where they fit in, um, tell them about the opportunities in football, that there are opportunities to get involved as, at a higher level, whether it's as a player or as a coach. Um, and I always talk to them about finding a mentor. I think that's really important, especially in a male prominent sport like football, to find a mentor, whether they're male or female, but someone that you can connect with as a player or as a coach um, and just ask them questions, you know, relate to them, be inspired by them. I think that's so important. And I really just tell them to keep working hard, um, keep refining their game, figure out where they can get leverage in their specific position and really perfect their art and their craft. When it comes to coaches, um, we just learn from each other, especially as female football coaches. Um, we like to stick together and it's kind of, it's a sisterhood, right? We, um, share each other's journeys, how we got into football, how we started coaching, we motivate and cheer for each other. And it's just having that great community of female football coaches throughout Canada. I love it. And honestly, community and mentorship, like I really love that you brought those up. Um, because I think that makes all the difference, like with no matter what you're doing, just like anything that you're you know, focusing on, it's good to have a community of people who have your back and who want to see you succeed in that area too. Um, and so I really like that you brought up mentors because I think that's really important to have like a mentor in like any like key area of your life, whether it's um, sports, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether you're trying to better your mindset. Um, how do you go about finding these mentors? Like for somebody who's listening to this and being like, okay, like I've heard about this a lot, but I really don't know anybody right now in my life who I could just go to for that. So where can I find that person? Yeah, I think it's just about reaching out to your community. So within football specifically, um, I invite everyone to follow me and to connect with me. I love just, you know, passing on any knowledge that I have and really connecting with people um, and sharing our journeys and sharing our passion for football. Um, but personally, I guess in, in general, it's just about reaching out to people. Maybe it's a colleague or maybe it's your employer at work. Uh, maybe it's someone that you play a sport with on the weekends, right? It's just saying, hey, do you know someone that I could talk to about this? Or do you know someone who is really an expert in their field at this? Um, I think it's really important just to start that conversation and talk about the importance of mentorship. That's such good advice. Thank you. Um, I have another question for you. This might be like a little bit uh, 
deeper, um, but I want to know, have you ever faced discrimination or lacked opportunity in the field because you're a woman? How did that impact you and how did you work through it? That's a really great question. And honestly, I've been super fortunate. Um, I'm really grateful for the support system that I have. Um, I'm really supported by my family, my dad, who's been a coach for 34 years in the industry, my friends, um, my high school program, all of my high school coaches were extremely supportive. Um, you know, as I was trying to break those barriers and said, Hey, I want to participate. I want to play. I know how to play. Let me have a chance. And, and they did, they did, they were super supportive of that. And now my fellow McMaster coaches, I'm just really grateful, um, to them and to the McMaster community as well. Uh, the support and encouragement that I get from other staff and coaches within the OUA, um, I honestly really haven't faced any discrimination or outcast because I'm a female football coach. Um, it's really great after a game having a coach come up to me and say, I love what Mac's doing. I wish we could implement the women's coaching apprenticeship program. And, you know, they just tell me, keep doing what you're doing, keep pushing, uh, full speed ahead and, and working hard. So to have that support, even from people that have just heard about what McMaster is doing, um, it's a really great opportunity. And I'm just really grateful that I haven't had um, to face any hardships or discrimination really um, when it comes to being a female football coach. Um, as a player, I did have to prove myself to my teammates, obviously going back into high school. Um, high school boys aren't always the kindest when they see a girl coming in to play their sport. Um, thankfully, that has changed uh, a lot over the last 15, 20 years since I was in high school playing. Um, but I did have to prove myself. And after that, the players had my back. I was given that opportunity, took advantage of it. And then after the players uh, recognized me as a part of the team. So again, really grateful that I had that opportunity, not only to go through and come out on the other side, but also to learn from that experience. It really taught me a lot about perseverance and not giving up. You know, there were a couple of days where I just thought, I love this sport, but it's really hard to prove myself. And I just kept working at it every practice every day. And, and uh, yeah, so glad I did. I honestly, like I say, I don't take this opportunity for granted because um some female football coaches do deal with discrimination or lack of opportunity, but honestly, it's just made me push harder. I just continue to work hard and, and do my best and let, let my passion for the game show. Well, I'm really happy to hear that you didn't face any discrimination as a coach. Like that's really fortunate. And I'm happy that you have such a good like environment to be part of, because I feel like if you have that positive, you know, energy and environment, it, it makes it, mm, it enables you to really show up as your best for the like the women and the girls that need you to. Um, but you mentioned that you had to prove yourself as a player. So what did that look like? Like proving yourself, what was different like that you had to do versus maybe what some of the boys were doing? Yeah. So coming in in grade nine, obviously it was a junior program, grade nine and 10. There were a couple of my teammates that weren't super supportive of me playing. And so uh, yeah, just in group drills, kind of some comments going on, or they would tackle me super hard, maybe, you know, give me little rough nudges. And of course, in football, it's a full contact game, right? They weren't doing anything illegal, but I definitely, I guess they were testing me a little bit. Um, we actually had this one drill that we call the gauntlet. Um, I don't think it's coached very much anymore, but essentially there's one ball carrier and they have to run through three tacklers. And it just so happened up. I was lined up against the biggest guy on the team and I had to tackle him. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone else on the team stopped moving um, <laughs> and to watch me. And 
you know, it wasn't the best tackle ever, but I did tackle him. Um, so I think after that, you know, definitely proved myself there. And then just with my receiver stuff, you know, making those catches, showing my knowledge of the game, you know, those basic fundamentals and just showing my passion. So I think that's what it came down to. Did you ever have any moments when it was like really tough that you wanted to quit or was it always just like, I'm going to keep going. Like, I don't care what happens to me. I have to keep going. Like I say, I was really lucky to have that support. Um, I really didn't deal with too many negative situations. Um, The coaching staff at my high school at Parkside Collegiate Institute was super supportive. And, you know, I'm friends with a lot of the coaches still to this day. Um, I didn't really have a situation looking back that I wanted to quit. You know, it was tough at some points, definitely. And definitely a bit of a, a learning curve and learning how to take a hit as a receiver. I think a lot of players don't really understand that till you're in the position. Um, but no, it was a great opportunity. And I definitely had the support of my dad the entire way. You know, I'm super close with my dad and football is something that we really bond over and we share our passion for the game. So I was able to talk with him about anything and just said, dad, this is what I'm thinking. This is how I'm feeling. And he was always super supportive and just helped me move on from it. And I'm so glad that, you know, I continued to get to where I am today. Oh, I love that. Well, I'm happy that you're still doing it because like you, like we've been just talking about throughout the whole episode, like you're inspiring so many other people to just keep going if they're in a rough sp- uh, position or to start if they haven't yet or just to, yeah, keep going. So um, I wanted to ask you like what advice, and this doesn't have to be just for your sport. It could just be in general. Um, what advice would you give to a young girl, a young woman who's trying to pursue her dreams in athletics? So I think one of the most important things besides finding a mentor, as I talked about earlier, is just to work hard and never give up. And I know that sounds so cliche, um, (laughs) but every single day, it's just improving your knowledge base, you know, improving what you know and what you bring to the table. The sports industry is highly competitive, um, whether you're a player or a coach. So it's really important to find those things that set you apart, that give you that leverage. So be a student of the game. Again, whether you're a player or a coach, Look at the game as a whole, but look at your specific position and how you can take advantage of that. Look at your specific strengths and skills and how you can better those to set yourself apart. Um, Take courses and read books. There's so many great personal growth Mm -hmm. books and courses out there that relate to any sport. Um, And then again, just find a mentor to really bounce any and all ideas off of. That's such good advice. And the book thing, yep. I agree. So many good like mindset and personal growth books. Like even like I mentioned before, like I'm an athlete too. And I, I'm actually taking sports psychology right now, like this um, semester, which is really exciting. But even in the past, like I was a cross country track runner. So that's really a lot, like a lot in your head and reading books and like just working on your mindset all the time is such a big help to that for sure. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the mental side of sport, I know in golf, they say the mental side is 90% of the game, right? So I think that applies to a lot of sports. And I'm sure cross country and running is, you know, I've heard a lot of that strategy. And it's a lot of mental work as well. Football um, is, you know, obviously has its mental aspects as well. You're getting hit, you're (laughs) making those blocks, you're running sprints, like it's a very um, interval based game. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, just keep going and, and you'll get there. Love that. Okay. So this question is something I ask everybody on the podcast because it has to do with the name and just like the general uh, topic of it. What does confidence mean to you? Yeah. And I love this question. Um, confidence to me is an inner voice and belief in yourself. 
um, knowing your abilities and your knowledge base and what you can contribute to a situation. Now, I think confidence, it's not always displayed for all to see, um, but it's shown in your actions. So I think that's really key with confidence is people in the sports industry, they have to be confident because as I said, it is a highly competitive environment. So you have to sell yourself um, and show your opportunities and, and show your talents as a player, coach, GM, scout, athlete, whatever your role may be. So good. I like that first line. I think I'm going to make that into a quote. I'll tag you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Thing. Not a problem. <laughs> quote. Um, so where can we connect with you? And is there any way like that we can work with you or coach, like get coached by you, any of that stuff? Thank you so much for asking. Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram. It's coach underscore Taylor underscore football. Um, and as I mentioned, I'm working with McMaster right now with their football team. I'm really excited to be working hard in the off season and getting ready for next season. Um, I'm also working uh, with Football Ontario. I'm the receivers coach for the women's U18 tackle program there. It's actually the inaugural season of the U18 program. So I'm really excited to be one of the female coaches on staff there. It's fun. Oh my gosh. Awesome. Awesome. And my last question for you, this is something I also ask everybody on the podcast because I love these and I love to hear what everyone else's favorites are. Uh, what's your favorite motivational or inspirational quote? This is great. I love um, <laughs> all of the motivational quotes, all the inspirational quotes. Um, I actually have one that I created in university um, and it goes back to our, my work ethic. I really pride myself on my work ethic. So the quote is be the hardest working person, you know, so that's from coach Taylor. So that's mine, but I have a quote right. for you. So um, actually in, in Windsor talking about overcoming obstacles. Uh, my first year at university was pretty tough academically. Um, it was quite an adjustment. I always continued to work hard, but um, being a past perfectionist or overcoming perfectionist, <laughs> I guess you could call it. I really wanted the highest grades I could get. And um, so definitely a learning curve in first year university when I went to the university of Windsor. Um, but a quote there that one of my professors told me was the only limits in life are the ones that you put on yourself. Mm, and I've really taken that with me and especially applying in a sports setting and a football setting, you know, overcoming these barriers and you think, is it possible? Can we do it? You know, what's going to be the end goal? It's just the only limits in life are the ones that you put on yourself. So continue to believe in yourself and other people will too. And you'll get those opportunities. That's a good one. Oh my gosh. I love asking this question because I honestly haven't heard the same two quotes being said. And then everybody also has like just a reason for why that quote is their favorite, like just like an emotional connection to it. So that was amazing. I love that. <laughs> well, thank you. Talking about um, an emotional connection, I guess I said, my dad is my best friend and we're so um, we have such a great relationship. We're super close. He actually told me a quote that I used during the football season and, you know, just learning the game as from a coaching perspective, um, really refining my skills. Dad told me there are three reasons I coach football and football is number three. Number one is the players I coach. Number two is the people I coach with. And number three is the sport. I think I saw that on your um, feed. I recognize that. Like, that was good. I like that. So that, <laughs> that one's from my dad. But um, speaking to football, that it really just hit home and totally makes sense. Um, with me. And number one is the players that you coach with, because you really form that bond with them. They learn to trust you and you're helping them achieve their goals and helping them to be better every day. And 
then number two, the people that you coach with, it's you're surrounded by this football community, you all have the same common goal, you all want to help, you know, the, the athletes do better and learn and get better every day. And so it's just the football community is an awesome community. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. Oh, I love that so much. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to leave us with or close out with? Well, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much for having me on today. Um, honestly, I just love to give a shout out and say hi to all the female football coaches across Canada. Um, so exciting when I can connect with another female football coach and hear their journey. Um, but I would be remiss if I didn't also say thank you to uh, McMaster University, the McMaster football staff as well. Um, it's just, again, a great community. And I'm so grateful to be a part of the staff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was awesome. This was like so long overdue too, but I'm fine. I'm so happy we finally got to do it because it was awesome. You're such an inspiration. So it's such an honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much, Renelle. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Confidence Club podcast. And I hope you're feeling inspired to take action towards your dreams. I would love to hear from you. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode and leave a rate and review so I can continue to bring you content that serves you. If you got value from this episode, share it on your socials and with your friends by tagging at the Confidence Club. Want even more inspo? Follow the podcast at the Confidence Club on Instagram. Chat with you soon. Bye.